Our reading begins in the ninth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. And so there's been quite a bit of activity happening before we come to our Gospel reading today. Jesus had already decided that He must go to Jerusalem to face the religious leaders of that city. And as Jesus and the disciples are journeying towards Jerusalem, the Master is doing what He does best, and that is teaching. He's teaching about discipleship, about denying oneself, becoming the least, becoming a servant, coming to faith as a child would. But there was much more to come as they approached this mountain that began to loom large in their sight. And instead of a little respite at the base of this mountain, God shows us His glory in the face of the only Son, Jesus Christ. And it's right here where we come to the crux of this lesson, this vignette. The Gospel images teach us about some of the realities of our own times, our own faith, our own prayer lives. The differences between visions and apprehensions, the effects of speaking and remaining silent. So when we step back, we begin to realize how much our lives are actually soaked with images. Images that entice us towards peace, towards the cash register, towards helping others towards violence. We forget about this sometimes. So just thinking in your own minds, what are the images that have kept with you throughout your life? The first time you saw the love of your life? Some societal event? Some tragedy? The images will be different for each of us depending on our age. I'll always remember being in my parents' living room and hearing Walter Cronkite's voice overlay those dreadful images of the Vietnam War. And that stayed with me. Images are incredibly powerful things. We live in this image-rich reality and it can play tricks on us should we try to transplant expectations into our prayer life? Like thinking we're missing out if we don't have an experience like Peter, James, John. Now not all of us have the sorts of visions that we have heard associated with the transfiguration in our discipleship walk. It makes me Think of how many people were waiting for those four at the bottom of the mountain. In fact, most of us do not have visions or dreams at all. Most of the time, we are graced with the apprehension of God in the moments of our lives. Sometimes in those moments where God is most unexpected, Sometimes in joy, sometimes in heartbreak, and even sometimes in tragedy. 
Now, this does not make us less of a disciple that we do not see these grand visions. In fact, it puts us squarely in the middle of the Christian majority throughout the ages. God finds ways to speak to individuals in the way that we understand our Creator, each in our own soul. Now, we may desire to see visions. And it's easy to think that our faith would be so much bigger, so much better, if we could have some sort of vision. Sometimes we can think that our faith comes through seeing, but that denies much of the more prevalent and rich tradition of communication with God in our own way. Scripture reminds us that we actually live by faith. It reminds us to work with what God has given us. Another reality of discipleship is teasing apart the spiritual elements of speaking and listening. Returning to that mountaintop with Peter fairly struck silly with what he has seen. He begins babbling about building sheds for these images of Moses and Elijah. And look, I get it. We all get it. Look at who he has seen. And then that cloud. And then that voice that I can't help but hear Charlton Heston speak those words. I might see my own self around the bend should I have been in his shoes. Now look, this could all be truncated to the childhood lesson of listen before you speak. And that's a good saying to reflect upon, but I believe there's so much more in this story real bones to worry over. The transfiguration gives us this opportunity to reflect on how we are put together by God. To notice how we respond to the moments in our lives, the events. Are we a Peter? Are we a James and John? It's helpful to know this. Because to know this is to really understand a building block of how we relate to the Almighty. Are you the type to pour out your heart to the Lord? Or are you more of a listener? To seek the face of God in Christ Jesus is to necessarily understand how you interact with the divine, listening, or speaking, talking to God throughout the day, or pausing throughout to listen. Neither is wrong. We are made each individually and in myriad of ways. Neither of these is wrong because what we're doing is seeking to understand how we are assembled by the Lord to set ourselves up so we may hear more of God speaking in our lives. 
We're seeking to understand ourselves better as believers. So what we've been engaging with is quite important to the life of a disciple. I ask that you spend some time this week determining when you see the Almighty. Is it in crisis? Or is it part of your daily life? And there's real power in knowing how you interact with God because the path to a deeper bond with the Almighty becomes clear. Now, of course, one of the best ways to start going deeper is to pray before you eat. This seems so simple. And yet what we're doing is we're giving thanks for our daily bread. Now look, if you have this down, believe me, there is so much more. Each of us could study prayer for the balance of our lives. And we could never plumb the depths of the ways we may interact with our Creator. But praying before you eat, praying before anything touches your lips, giving thanks for your daily bread, this can be incredibly hard, especially if you're working and you're trying to get a project done, and you're eating at your desk, and everything is this cacophonous whirlwind around you, or you're late for picking up the kids or grandkids or making the visitation you said you would make, taking care of your loved one, to pause, to pray, to give thanks, to ask for strength. This is what we're after. And so however you come to seek the Lord, the important thing is this continual attempt. Listening for that voice that comes from that cloud. Listen to Him. My beloved, listen to Him. So interacting with the Lord in whatever form you choose is a sign of a life of faith. It's not everything. It doesn't tell you everything you need to know. It's merely a sign. It's a mile marker. And what it does is it certainly allows you to access God when those clouds of life descend your vision becomes obscured. The way forward is simply unknown. But to have that access to the creator of the universe, that store and source of power in our lives, no matter what we face this week or forever, that is what we are seeking. That is why we come before the Lord.